Welcome and hop on in. This is the Bunk Boys Podcast. Did you get there? Oh, I I just saw the lightning. You saw the flash, right? Even with the blur. It's spooky. It's that New England rain. Rain is so cool. It's so powerful. Like when we get storms like this, I always just like my mind instantly goes to thinking about what like the great like the the big red spot on jupiter right like (laughs) a storm five times the size of earth that's going on forever like that's a storm do you think they have uh do you think they have like fun local regions within that storm that's five times the size of earth really makes you think of their you know like uh regional differences yeah like within each earth in there yeah like the food's a little different the climate yeah slightly different gaseous food everything's just gaseous out there um, yeah but yeah so it's nice to get the the rain out here because like we've had a lot of smoke from the fires coming through um and so i feel like anytime rain comes in it like just suppresses stuff like that the same way it like helps like during spring season just put the or weigh the pollen down is what they say right okay i've heard I, i've i've heard competing theories i've heard that one the the rain suppresses pollen from being in the air and I've also seen the exact opposite folk theory that says that the rain like washes out all of the pollen. So it just, it's like splattering it around. <laughs> Making it work. So it's either yeah. it helps or it, it makes it a lot worse. As he subscribed to the, it just forms a wet blanket that destroys pollen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I like to be positive. It, interesting enough, like with having gotten sick this past week, mm-hmm. um, I was like trying to pinpoint a lot of stuff because there was like common like symptoms to like cold flu, COVID and stuff. And then there was the dry cough thing and like my breathing that was funky, which made me super like weary of it being COVID. Um, yeah. But then I was also trying to find like other explanations for like this weird cough and like breathing stuff. Um, and like one was like the air quality, like yesterday in the past two days has been like super bad, like AQI of like 150 plus, which is like what we used to get in the Bay during like wildfire season. Um, it's like, I think 100 to like 135 is like, um, unhealthy for sensitive groups. And then above that for just general and like with Uh my asthma and stuff, like I fall into like the sensitive groups and like, I could feel it. So I ended up putting a request. Fortunately, first time talking to a doctor in ages did like a telehealth (laughs) call. Cause I was Uh like, I should probably get a refill on my inhaler because inhaler I had had expired like over a year yeah ago. you don't you don't want to be in- inhaling any any expired yeah. gases yeah and like fortunately like the doctor was like you can like go ahead and use it like it's just weekend kind of thing but just uh, good okay. to have in case so it's not like bad or damaging but i was like i should just have an inhaler in case and like in the case that it was covid which fortunately it wasn't like having something to like help out with my lungs would have been good mm-hmm. um but all to say as i was trying to track things down i was like okay it's either like i'm got this respiratory bug or it's like the wildfire air. And then I recently rearranged my room and all. And the new location for my bed is like tucked in between these two walls back there. And at one point at when I was taking a nap, when I was just like recovering, when I was sick, I like wiped my hand on the wall as I like twisted. Oh, and no. like, <laughs> I saw my hand 
and it was just like yellow and i'm like what oh, the fuck? No. and then i like wiped it a bit more just with my fingers and it was just still yellow and i'm like shit is this like like this isn't just dust this is pollen yeah but it's so hard to pollen. see like yeah like you can't really see on the walls because it's spread out over such a large surface area but if you wipe and you can see it concentrated and i was like oh my gosh and then i like grabbed one of my like um bandanas and put some water from my bottle on it and i just started wiping like one section of the wall and like this dark colored bandana just went yellow and i was like oh <laughs> my God. like this this isn't probably the source of like the breathing stuff like that would be more allergy stuff but like i'm like this doesn't help so i just like went and went off on the whole wall i'm like get out of here yeah. um did you did you notice that your your bedroom walls were just slowly turning yellow over time or do you no, think when you like, moved in it was already pollinated I don't think it was pollinated. I think it was during the spring season. Like our spring was like really bad pollen wise here. Like there was certain okay. points when our cars were just coated with like a light yellow. I remember that. Pollen. Yeah, yeah. And so um, because my room's really hot, I always have my windows open and there's not really any right. screens on them. So stuff slowly like flows in, but it's really hard to tell if the walls are like yellow, like because it was so spread out. And on top of that, yeah. the lighting in here, like I can't really shine. It doesn't really show because um, it just like blends into sort of the porousness and like slight texturedness of the, the paint um mm -hmm. but like at, at least now i know to look out and just like wipe stuff down yeah that's actually a good tip i should check the status of my walls <laughs> yeah because like Cause dust they, collects they on they them do and be looking kind of yellow yeah and like paint just stuff like adheres to it like really small particulates and like especially in damp spaces or humid areas the walls are always a bit sticky, which makes them just like yeah. easier surfaces, <laughs> um, which is why like bathroom walls always get like grimy because like there's just all the moisture from like a hot shower. Yeah, dude. Throw back, throw back to our shared bathroom in in the master's program yep. house that was just like all wood for whatever yep. reason. Dude, all, that, all that, the shelves, the dude, that, that bathroom was literally. It was literally rotting every single day, so like just absorbing moisture and mold. But that's not as bad as like the trend in the seventies where they used to put carpet in bathrooms. Terrible. Like that is terrible. like who, who came breeding up? breeding grounds for bacteria. Yeah, literally the worst of stuff. Fungi. Like where'd that come from? Like it was. A, like, it, it was, was like we're gonna go for we comfort. Just, we decided to ignore science and <laughs> yeah. nature just throw it, shellac it with, with whatever devious materials yeah. we wanted. Yeah. Good times, um, good times. I love that you can walk into something as seemingly generic or innocuous as a bathroom and just immediately know, okay, this is from this decade. Yeah. <laughs> but you walk yeah, into yeah. that bathroom in, in our master's program house, it's like, okay, this is 40s, 50s <laughs> easily. Yeah. Easy. Everything's wood. Especially the bathtub because it was the the, the like claw like um, yeah, barefoot exactly. completely separated yeah like where the bathtub wasn't embedded in the wall or anything like anything like post eighties like it was standing <laughs> and like the curtain the rod. thin rod holding up the curtain rod right yeah yeah it where it was like, like a floating suspended type thing exactly um, yeah do do we know where um the master bathrooms that have like the low wall to hide you when you're pooping you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 the little booth divider yeah thing. exactly uh like would you like a table or a booth to shit in? Cubicle. A booth. yeah yeah obviously you go for the booth um it's, it's a great feature but what decade do we think that's from that 
That screams 80s to me. I don't know why. 80s, yeah, yeah. 80s, like some <laughs> yuppie ass shit. Like you're sitting there, like the reading the newspaper vibes, like you got your cup of joe on the little ledge type of deal, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, corporate. Like it's corporate is what it is. The, the wood inlay magazine holder. That may be like 70s, 80s, but you can see it, right? Fat stacks of magazines shoved into that yeah. side pocket. You leave them in there. Yeah. No, that's definitely it. You're looking good, Alex. Like this is, I think, and the number of video calls we've had over the past like couple of months of summer and spring. Like mm -hmm. you look way more recovered than this I is my best last one. Ripped, you yeah. said? Ripped. Oh no, I'm, and I'm, also just, I'm just like I'm just slim. You're slim. Oh, this oh. is like freshman year, Alex. Yeah. Slim. Oh, also, man. just like your allergy reaction, like went down a lot from like even like Thank last you. Thursday which I'm sure you're happy about. Like, that's like, yeah, it's actually it's crazy. The, the miracles I, of, of modern medicine. Yeah. Cause I'm like counting, like from when did you first get this like allergy and oh, reaction? Man. Well, we can consult the, the full calendar of, of activities. Um, I'm just going to flip through this real quick. And the recording. Do you want to like recount this, this journey of this allergy from your return? Yeah, I'm still on it, baby um let's see get back to houston may 21st of this year i i did an heb grocery delivery on the 22nd um on the, go an entire week of just no side effects so this is end of may yeah may 31st i have a wonderful call with my parents uh for the three-day weekend just checking on them my mom, yeah. you know, notices something through the webcam. It's like, oh, you look a little sunburnt, which, you know, we always have this back and forth about applying sunscreen and being out in the sun for too long. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll make sure to wear sunscreen. Thanks, mom. Um, then it gets worse over the next week where I just start seeing my skin start flaking real bad. And I'll just skip over some of the nasty details of all of that because it's pretty graphic. Yeah. And, but to chime you know, in here, this is like... This is where you send me and Jorge a picture of what your like face is slowly getting to. <laughs> so Alex it, sends us this picture, yeah. right? Like how it long into waves, that was? Yeah. yeah. I, but that, Alex that looks like he's been punched. Waves. Yeah. At some point, Alex sends us me and Jorge a picture of him. And it looks like he's just been in like a UFC match. Just like beat. <laughs> looks like he's got like just swollen cheeks. Like eyes are just shut. Like it looks yeah. painful. And we're like, what the heck happened? And Alex also is wondering the exact same thing. Wow, and like, I still don't know. <laughs> and I and the reason like why I say your face like looks better is because like it, I think there's two times I'd seen your face. It was last week on Thursday's call because prior to that, like your face hurt too much to like be on video calls. And then the pictures that you had the sent shame. us, yeah. So exactly, yeah. It was so, a, it was a long he's period looking good. of trying to hide myself. Um, I did show my my manager my situation in order to just visually and very succinctly communicate this is what i'm dealing with Yo, my face it is, is fucked leave me alone it's, it's tough sometimes to just look at a screen i'm sorry funny enough i did think oh is you know have i been looking at a screen for too long and now <laughs> the blue light is just burning my face but no the the, the actual trained doctors have said that it's something else, probably some sort of chemical contamination. It really makes you think, what did Josh Kravitz do to my, <laughs> do to yeah. my surroundings when he visited? 
Um, pitch pitch that in. theory of why of why you think Josh. Yeah, phone, phone in with your your crackpot theories on why Josh Kravitz is to blame for all of this happening. So Josh is the one person that was in Alex's apartment before he got this allergy and returned back exactly. to Houston. But so, like months before. So I, I realistically before. can't blame him for too much. But he might have been plotting and scheming and left something. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think it's it might be related to my car having been parked next to a dog park for months. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got there, there was just this thick film of dust and who knows what else could be just dog fur dog dog poo poo dog yeah little particulates um everything because the the doctor when he first saw me he's like have you been rubbing your face in poison oak or something or have you been rubbing your face in a dog or cat and i said yeah i've I've hung out with people who have cats but i think all of them are indoor cats and it, it might be that something flew from the dog park landed on the door handle and then you know accidentally touch the face after after touching the handle um but that's also been been a big theory yeah 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 have you tried tracking down that that one chemical that the doctors told you about <laughs> i that? did it, it's it's used as a preservative in vaccines and so this is the <laughs> this is my dark spiral towards being an anti-vaxxer <laughs> Oh, no. Moderna's fault. It's Moderna's Moderna, fault. Moderna did it. it yeah. In 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 all realities, no idea. It's in contact lens solution. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's seldom used, so that's kind of like the wild part of this whole journey. So we'll see. I'm gonna do a sort of a more generic allergy test soon. Okay. to see what's up in terms of food and pollen and all that um and you brought up the the great anecdote that you randomly developed a shellfish allergy when you were yeah early early teens yeah i was probably it was probably what sophomore junior year of high school when i picked up my shellfish allergy um yeah which is about the same time that my mom picked up her shellfish allergy and then my sister later on when she got to her uh, mid-teens also picked up her allergy to like uh, sesame seed stuff. Sorry, real quick. So w- w- when you say around the time, do you mean age or year? What like you- was your mom, like was your mom? <laughs> oh no, yeah. When my mom herself was a teen, she got that oh, allergy. Oh man, okay. Then. Yeah, For a yeah, second yeah. I had hope, I'm like, oh, as an adult, I can just miraculously or not miraculously develop these allergies but no it, it has to happen at an early age yeah i think it happens like in your like teens well, to 20 shucks yeah so that one was a bummer recently on my call when i did that telehealth call um yesterday with a doctor i told her that like i because i also asked for epipens because i haven't had mm-hmm. epipen on me ever since i got my allergy one because EpiPens are stupid expensive. They're like yeah. six hundred bucks a pop. And there was a yeah, time when my it's insurance... predatory pricing, right? Because obviously yeah. you don't want to go without it. Yeah, and my insurance didn't cover it at one point that I did have a thing for it, and now like my insurance covers it. So I was like, I got two of them. Um, mm-hmm. But she was telling me she's like, oh, have you ever thought about like what do they call it? Like microdosing your allergy, like where you go get like. <laughs> small injections of it or whatever yeah. i was like no not really i've like managed to avoid it but then i'm like oh if i ever want to go back to having it like would it be worth it i don't know 
I'd have to dig in more to it. Um, but I know people have done it. Um, college friend of ours did it at one point with peanuts, mm-hmm. um, having like a quarter of a peanut or something to help out with that allergy. Um, interesting concept, but it like makes sense. Like from an intuition perspective, it's like building up your tolerance to anything else. Yeah. And one of, one of my campers in Kesem, he was doing an experimental procedure where after dinner, every night we walk him to the nurse's place and they would just give him this very small peanut cookie in the hermetic seal. Damn. It seems fun. It seems more, you know, a little better than just having this exacto knife sliced peanut. Yeah. I wonder if I could do the same thing with like a, you know, the, uh, like shrimp crackers. Yeah. Like, just buy yeah, a big yeah. old bag and then that could last you for five years, man. If you just yeah. slice off the ends. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, man. I miss those. We need, we need to do a Chinatown trip when yeah. we visit. Uh, I remember the first time I had those was like fifth grade picnic at the park with our class. And they're like, everybody brings snacks. Died on the lawn. <laughs> No, I didn't have my allergy at that point in time, uh, so I was Gucci, and they're so good. The little, like, crinkle-cut fry ones, shaped ones. Um, oh, yeah, you need to have the good mouthfeel with it. Yeah, was yeah. it in a bag that, you know, that I, I haven't had it in a very long time, but I'm trying to remember little elements of it. Did it come in uh, red and white packaging? Do you remember Yeah, red and white, it? and then maybe, yeah. like, some gold trimming or lettering on there. Yeah, cartoon shrimp on it, maybe? Like not yeah. sorry, not cartoon, but kind of like a the animated or clip art yeah. version of a shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one brand, and I think <laughs> there might be. I'm gonna, the corner yeah. of the market, probably. Shrimp cookie chip fry. I don't know what to even call it. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't yield anything. I would here. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese shrimp. Cracker, cracker, nut fry. Yeah, there we go. This one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah nailed it. Fantastic. I, shrimp flavored cracker, right? <laughs> yeah. Here, sh- share your screen first, and then. <laughs> but you, but right there, like they're a cracker, but the way their shape looks like a crinkle cut fry, right? Yeah. Here, I just sent it to you on iMessage, but it's wild how. This How one. little the industry has changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet good. that there's some sort of gluten-free alternative now. Yeah. It's expanded. <laughs> but the, the the whole problem with being competitive in the Chinese snack market is that they really do not give a shit about what they put into the, yeah, the snacks. So flavor, you know, you got economies of scale and a super efficient process. So tough to beat that if you're if you're in the u.s market (laughs) definitely definitely shit but welcome everyone welcome to uh alex and i getting back together on some podcast stuff it's been a a long time coming when did we drop the last season when did did we drop off (laughs) when did we drop off the grid we went hard and then we stopped (laughs) It's been a trip. I don't think I don't think I'm even signed into the podcast series Instagram anymore. Yeah, auto banned gonna... me for being uh, <laughs> inactive. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see podcast. It's been a while. I I want to say February or March is when we finished up season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been like three, four-ish months since we've mm-hmm. done anything. Mm-hmm. Life hit hard. We got busy. We Alex was home in New York. I was mm-hmm. hitting sort of my second phase of adjusting to life in Boston, and we're like, we we spit ideas here and there, but we kept it loose because. I don't know, for insight for people that listen, like Alex and I have one guiding principle in my head for this podcast, which is, are we, we ask ourselves, are we still having fun? Like, yeah. that's all that, that like counts for us. Now, of course, we like do care about like our audience enjoying what we put out. But like, as we like come back, we're like, if we're enjoying ourselves and that just makes for better content. Um, mm-hmm. But we missed it. We do miss doing this. Um, so we're excited to be back here. We got a lot of stuff that we've been brainstorming about, you know, in that time that we took off sort of where we're going to go and what we want to do with our podcast, mm-hmm. as far as evaluating what we've done, where we see it going, how we make it appeal more to the people that do listen. And then also just like be more in tune with like what we want to be doing as far as the podcast goes to make us unique and like leverage, I guess, what we have to offer in a wide range of you know spaces and whatnot um so we're here just figuring it out this episode here is just like to get us back in the group of what it's like to record and hop on a zoom and uh operate yeah. again <laughs> Which, all of the production you know, methods the technology yeah. yeah but alex do we tell do we do we explain here do we want to tell folks our vision for two yeah. diverging podcasts. Oh my well, I gosh. guess I kind of. Oh my gosh! The Great gosh, Schism. Two, the Great Schism. And seen, Alex and, and I are breaking like up. this since the Protestants and the Catholics. That was a thing, right? That was a yep. whole thing. Um, yeah, they they split up. Martin Luther. Shout out my boy Martin Luther. Um, ML. ML. Daddy ML. Shout out. Dropping ninety five theses right now. Um, yeah. So after doing these first two seasons of our podcast series and all of these thoughts percolating in our minds during, I guess, our unofficial hiatus. Uh, what we wanted to do is... Sabbatical, sabbatical. Sabbatical, I love that. Um, we want to sort of hone in and, you know, kind of dial up the content of our podcast, but we wanted to serve, I guess, different parts of our lives. So the first one is this proper shooting the shit or you know, just Oscar and Alex on a hot mic, being buddies, hanging out with our great friends. Something that we've realized through college is that um, if anything, we were but vessels for the interesting friends and people that yeah. we've come along the way. And we so, make up for our lack of interesting lives <laughs> by br- having interesting people around us. Yeah, interesting conversations with interesting people. And yeah. that is, uh, all of those conversations are gonna live on this podcast series proper so nothing will really change about the general vibes of um the people that we hang out with and sort of the new podcast series that we are thinking about is making one geared specifically towards the act of making crafting and creative journeys in general that was just off the dome as well with it (laughs) boom um and this one was inspired by our makers mini series because we really enjoyed getting to hear all these wild stories of you know an ice sculptor barbecue judge uh, hip-hop dancer ballet dancers 
we love hearing all of these different stories within the, the broad theme of makers. And so we wanted to dedicate an entire series just for that. And so that's sort of where our, our content is, is splitting. We're still going to give 110% for everything that we push out there. Yeah. But it's, it's just a way of sort of demarcating our, maybe we have split persona <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. You're well, going to hear a okay, completely look, different person on the other You're going to hear different persons, different voices. We're going to just be completely different characters in all of them. Um, see Oscar no, the I think Oscar the salesman on one and then Oscar just like the uh, just uh, degenerate, the degenerate on the other. Um, but I think if anything, this whole split is interesting. The, after you phrased it the way you did is that mm. I think it like helps balance out these two contrasting and also possibly conflicting sides that we've had. And that I think we've seen in each other and like, right, we have this like engineering life and like analytical mindset that we've like built up and that's like been a part of who we are which is why we probably like pursued the path that we did but then we have like this other creative artsy side to us comedic and whatnot that's like the whole side of us liking to do like sketching and alex liking to do like all the side projects he he works on like right now like your wire bending and art mm -hmm. stuff to like us making this podcast which is like this creative side and our visions for like having a food truck one day, like there's these like two sides to us that that sort of exists. And I think even within the podcast, we saw both of those sides revealed yet again. And we had to find some way to handle and like balance both of them. And I think the Maker series really helped show us that we want to have sort of this more professional focus side um, where we get a leverage or highlight, you know, our understanding of design and creating and using all of our interview techniques there um but we're also just kind of idiots and goons as we like to describe <laughs> our describe ourselves and many of the people yeah. we hang with and also just wanted to have sort of an unfiltered chaotic side which is like what's gonna live within the shooting the shit podcast i don't know if we rebrand the name as well we're thinking about that so maybe you guys can give us a name because the big challenge we realized when we first started is market research involves looking up other things that have the name you want. And that is why when you ask us for our podcast, you're never able to find it because there's about yeah, a million out, of them. Turns out titling your podcast series over just oh, a very well-known phrase in American society <laughs> leads to a lot of conflicting uh, search results. So yeah. we'll see. We can come Maybe up with we, something, you know. Shitting like, uh, the shoot. Shoot. You know how yeah. I keep telling you about uh, when, when we were living together, I would always point out these random little things about Mexican and Chinese cultures being super yeah. similar, but it always felt novel because people yeah. haven't really teamed those two cultures up in history or society. I'm just wondering, is there an opportunity there? I think so. To brand it. I'm also thinking... Yeah, we'll have to just spitball names because I think it would, because I'm also down to like redo our cover and whatnot, get mm -hmm. some updated pics or art. At, mm -hmm. at some point um, earlier today, I was thinking of just like tie-dye background, like some psychedelic stuff in our heads, mm -hmm. pictures of us in like black and white, just like slightly turned off, 
like at angles. I, yeah, I see the vision. It, it's very much like you walk into one of those old school record stores and they have concert posters on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. If, I don't really listen to the Grateful Dead, but that feels Grateful Deady or, you know, yeah. concert a concert poster for someone who played in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, dude, so, some vibes like. here, some like Starsky and Hutch vibes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Also, thought okay. on, dude, our podcast, Debauchere. <laughs> From SpongeBob. I didn't even know what debauchery actually meant. I had to look it up. Be quite there honest. were a lot of big words in that show. Excessive indulgence and sensual pleasures. Oh my gosh. Sensual just being audio, am I right? Yeah. Awesome. Used to be very popular in the 1800s and not that popular now. I'm looking at the like mentions chart that like Google has for words. <laughs> yeah. When and then it had a slight pickup back in the 2000s, probably because of nice. SpongeBob. Do they, do they track the spikes in, in an age before the internet just by skimming and scanning newspapers? Probably like newspapers, text um stuff like that it just gives you numbers that Um, can't be real you look at google search results and it shows you data from back in the 1800s dude that's when google google was at its finest it's when google was a mechanical calculator (laughs) yeah well google has their whole initiative right google what is it what's the name of it where them where they've scanned like all text um, oh yeah, I I heard that they were crowdsourcing that, like they were basically yeah. asking users to be like, oh, what's you know what, all the what like capture stuff. Here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. so that they can identify things that an algorithm can't normally. Yeah, out. yeah. So it's like, I guess that's probably how they've managed to like figure out what text of the past also includes stuff like written things. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, but debauchery other floating title there mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah i think i think if we just make an art or a new cover for it and then assign the title, the title to from it. it i like it yeah because I, I i also feel similarly about trying to adhere to vibe and then putting yeah putting words to that just thinking about what it looks like before what it sounds like yeah which is I yeah like, like yeah, because for a lot of podcasts, like I know them by name. Some of them I know what their album or like their covers look like a little bit. Yeah, more. it'd be interesting to go the inverse where it's like you know what our thing looks like, where it's <laughs> almost like like an old like album that's being dropped, where it's like you have like a record, right, and you know what the case looks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. more than like what the actual title of the album is. That'd be an interesting way to go. That's sort of what Freakonomics Radio or Freakonomics Podcast Universe did. Is because they had this iconic green apple with an orange inside, and then they yeah. just slap that onto the, the yeah, onto every podcast series. Yeah, that'd be cool to have something like that that could uh, carry over. Iconic. How about this? You slice your head open, and it's me on the inside. Mm. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's and pretty we good. Just look like, we just look like little apples. Little apples. I like that's it. Good. It'd be kind of <laughs> nasty looking. Anything fleshy like that is always a little nasty. Yeah, we don't have to. I don't have to be inside you yet. Dude, we do a trypophobic uh, just cover. Just lose half our audience, including ourselves. 
There was um some interest. Oh fuck! Why did I look it up? <laughs> oh man! You always tell yourself you're 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 past it. Oh oh man! Why, Alex? What is it about it? It's nasty. Unsettling. Because just what unnatural. It? Yeah, I remember when I showed Mike Burnett trypophobia or image he was into that, it right yeah he just like went scrolling he's like oh yeah yeah probably nice. reminds him of some uh <laughs> some foot foot issue he got back in uh the yeah. palmyra atoll some, oh, look some, at that. Uh, bacteria is just eating through my skin in this some nasty blister not gonna lie when mike uh had that hole in his back from when spencer's dad did the surgery on him he had at least one more of those Trypophobic, you know, you gotta have multiple holes, but that thing was nasty. That was so, it was so visceral, and I remember exactly where I was and what I saw in that whole process. That was wild. I can't. Did you have to clean his back? Did you have to no, clean that was Bichu. That was aspiring Durham Bichu. He he went with Spencer's dad. Yeah. In order to I just shadow him yeah. through it. I remember but, helping to have to clean it once when we were at the beach house in Cannon oh, no. Beach. And it was like me in the bathroom and just like yeah. getting this damp, warm towel and just sticking my fingers in this hole in his back. Inside, yeah. Inside. That's wild. When, when he has like massive scar tissue, though. Yeah. Like when I saw Mike a couple months ago at the mm -hmm. beach, he like showed me and his, yeah. It's crazy how it just formed over. I'm like, that used to be like a half inch deep hole in your there back used to be at one empty, point. Empty space, vacuum. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. What's your vision for this podcast, though, Alex? Because we're going to use this as some spitballing stuff. Like, just thing, things that, like, wants, you know, wants and wishes for, like, what you could see from our guests, from the way we yeah. carry ourselves on it. Because um, I'm interested to hear it now. Because we have stuff that we just have always going on. Like, for context, people, like, Alex and I have a stupid long list like a Google doc that we've like had from the beginning and that just like contains mm -hmm. an insane amount of ideas and sub headlines and everything on there um, where we've spitballed a lot of stuff, but maybe we just say it out loud. Don't make it formal. Yeah. Uh, you've heard some of these ideas, but I want to share it out yeah. and make it real. Um, I want to one, give a platform for our awesome dope friends to talk about what they're super interested about or what they've got on their minds. I want, to do a little bit more bantery stuff with you see you know, maybe, you know try to give you a slice of what that 10 minutes before we both fall asleep in our <laughs> in our one room double get a taste of you know what was that interaction like um i want to meet some of your friends i want you to meet some of my friends that you know we don't know but it's always fun to uh meet new folks and introduce people who might have come in you know different parts of our lives because we've only really known each other through the college window the middle section the middle section yeah and for whatever reason this is so buzzfeedy of me i really like our list <laughs> our countdown episodes because it's fun having strong opinions about dumb shit <laughs> yeah i like it you got it i like i like good conviction mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Just, it's like it's like debate competitions you, you're just gonna yeah. take this you're gonna take this position yeah. and you're gonna debate and defend the you're, hell out of it you're gonna, yeah you're gonna you're gonna die for it you're gonna there's gonna be <laughs> no logic but you're gonna run with it yeah uh-huh anything to win yeah i like that what about you vibes 
vibes. Um, I want to, I like, I like the concept of just having a mix of people on there. Um, mm-hmm. I remember from our makers episode, like when you brought Joe on, who was one of the hip hop dancers, like I had never met her before mm-hmm. and that was super cool to just meet someone else. And then same thing mm-hmm. with the ballet episode. Um, so keeping that going would be good on top of just having our friend. I also wanted to re- be like really unfiltered, just like very free. <laughs> like you mentioned those 10 minutes before you go to sleep when you're delirious and we would be tired at the end of, uh, you know, long school days and whatnot, and just like go off about random existential things or like really dumb mm-hmm. things or comments we had. So yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to be wild. And I know we have a couple friends that, that could go off on there. Like if we let them, i.e. we got our boy Jorge. Beachy could go off if he let himself. Um, yeah, I think there's a good mix of people that we could get in there. So that'd be good. Um, I want to do more mini games. I want to do like fun mini mm. games or questions. Variety um, show. Like we had our rapid fire thing and that was like great. So doing things like that um, or other mini trivia things or make up a new word. I don't know. Type of games in there would be good. I think also having just wider mix of guests in the mix is kind of ties to the first thing. But at one point we mentioned how there's like so many people that like we've had come in our lives that have been awesome. But that like you just don't always have the chance to keep up or like there's the awkwardness of like, how do you reach out? And honestly, for us, this podcast offers just such a great excuse to be able to have people on that like we haven't that we had good relationships with, but maybe just like with time and everything haven't been able to keep up with. And I think it offers like an easy way to like for us to interact with them and for them to just like come into that space um, as well. I was recently talking to Boots um, or Mm -hmm. shot Boots a message. and I was like, yeah, like you should come hang out with us. And I was like, one of those things where it's like, otherwise I wouldn't know how to do that. And I'm like, it's easy to just invite people to come and hang <clears throat> that. And I also want to figure out how we do more like live sessions of like just bringing in random people or getting feedback yeah. from like audience and people on our Instagram, like for feedback or friends on like, oh, mm-hmm. like here's a poll, like what should we talk about? Or like chime in, just hop into this random chaotic, like, video room and just come talk with us i don't know that'd be an interesting experiment that i've been wanting to run for a bit um so that'd be cool it'd also be cool to bring on other podcasters in like the comedy space to just Mm -hmm. come and hang and also be wild and chaotic i don't know like some of the guys i listen to like bobby lee or andrew santino would be like complete monsters on here (laughs) even imagine we could get conan i don't know checking off anyone on our like you know, dream list of people that <laughs> the, are yeah, like at the not very bottom naked. of the at the very bottom of the document is like the moonshot. Who are our podcast slash yeah. comedy idols that we love to just get like thirty yeah. minutes with? Yeah, that'd if we wild. could get them on here, that'd be pretty gnarly. So, uh, yeah, maybe we start off with like C list comedians. You know, that are these people that are like because in listening to that uh, Tiger Valley and Bad Friends, where like Bobby Lee is one of the hosts. He always talks about like the comedy scene and like a lot of these comedians are only comedians. Like maybe they have a podcast, but a lot of them are just like straight comedians. Like they don't, they're not doing too many like acting gigs or things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, they just spend their time that like all the, like, you know, at these comedy sellers and um, whatnot. And there's like so many people that are in this game in this industry hustling, you know, it's like when you go to New York or anywhere and you have people handing out flyers so that they can get maybe at least 20 people to come check out their show. Like there's a lot of people in that space that I feel are like really hustling and would be cool to just have on. 
I'm going to reach out to those ones that um, I met in New York. Uh, oh, yeah. They just yeah, you up on the High Line. Yeah, yeah. To reach out to them on Instagram, see if they'd come on. I feel like stuff like that would be cool to just, like I said, just like use the platform to just hang out with people that you might not normally have a chance to like mm-hmm. talk to. I love it. Virtual hangouts, virtual yeah. mixers. Oh, and that's the other one. I would love to have an in-person podcast and folks you might actually get that from us being in the same space hopefully uh soon now that like things are looking a little bit better and there's hopefully a trip planned where alex um gets to host oscar and jorge um out in houston hope so i think we're doing it right yeah we're doing it um so having stuff like that um which is interesting because we haven't really had that since we started our podcast. Our podcast has always been virtual. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see what that other world would look like. What I the think dynamic it's gonna be chaotic. I think it's going to be, tra- I think it's going to be problematic. Yeah. We just start fighting each other. Yeah, that would be good. One other thing that I've been interested format wise is like, I love our duo pair, but mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of podcasts are very trio based either like three co-hosts or two like co-hosts and then like almost like a moderator audio like chime in person in the background mm-hmm. and i've mm-hmm. been paying attention to that dynamic a lot because like podcast dynamics are like everything as far as like how people riff off of each other and who comes in mm-hmm. when and like who you point or direct dialogue to here it's just like very back and forth which is why we'd like to bring in guests but it's an interesting uh sort of setup because you always, with three people, you always do end up with like two primary drivers a bit and then someone in the passenger seat in the back um, that offers great content, but like just chimes in less. I don't know. Yeah. You can say you want to replace me. This, no, this no, show's no, about no, to go no. from two to three to two. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three is just to ease you out. Yeah. And you don't know this until you look at the... You look at the Wikipedia article and it shows how long people have been on the show. And it's like, oh, they just replaced this fool. <laughs> just, yeah. They had them all together for just like a season. Yeah. It's, it's like when you look at, the, yeah, for the like Wikipedias for bands and you're like oh, yeah. across like 15 years and there's been like 20 people. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm always very always interested. I'm, I'm always interested in the people who are there for like little blips of time. Yeah. I think I noticed this with James Bond stars, like the actors who um, portray them. Yeah. I think, you know, there were very, there were very short stints here and there. Yeah. yeah. And then on and the music scene side on the band one, it's always interesting where like the band eventually is not any of the original members in our, yeah. it's like, are you even the same band? And it's like <laughs> kind of interesting. That, it's like you're- that, that philosophical debate, right? Was it not not Perseus's ship? Someone's ship. And it was a thought experiment where you know, like the rudder is broken, so you replace the rudder, or you know, the the wheel is broken, so you replace the wheel. Eventually, you get to a point where you've replaced every single part of the ship. Is it still the original ship? Damn. I think fire. What do you think? Shout out Wandavision for <laughs> making that more publicly known. Oh, dude, I got I I to watch it. Man, that's wild. Because I can't even comprehend how that would happen with like a human, for example, because technology. Think about is all not our cells yet. being replaced. 
right most oh, of our cells true. after a certain except like our brain and a couple other things but like yeah our cells regenerate are you even I don't know. Like, like it you? depends it depends if the the new cells kind of get onboarded quickly like okay you know yeah. this is this is alex this is what he's about here's the little one page document you know figure uh -huh. out as you go along and then they eventually get up to the point where they know all of that historical data i think that's a little different from the situation where you're replacing each part of the ship because they're not talking to each other yeah. i think if we're just talking about a ship or um Oh crap! I, I can't talk myself out of this. <laughs> this are you point. are you trying to make the distinction between an inanimate and an animate thing? I guess. Like I'm thinking. Oh, I've got. I don't know. Whatever gadget. If I had a fan, right, and I've replaced each part, but it still retains the outline and the general functions of this fan that I paid money for a long time ago. Then I think it's still the same thing. The concept yeah. exists. Yeah, because then, yeah, because the big question is like, does it look the same? Does it still do the same things? Is like the big like two in my head, right? Yeah. Like with the with whether it's still the same. But then, then you can ask yourself the other thing, which is, it will yield the same result, but is framed differently. What if I replace that fan with an identical copy? right yeah it's that where whereas like hey i've managed to start off with this base fan and i slowly replace like every component on it so much mm -hmm. so that it is now no longer any of those original pieces except maybe say like one thing um mm -hmm. versus hey here's a new fan exact same model copy and now <laughs> it does the same thing it looks the same yeah um it's funny because one one might argue that buying a duplicate new item is less of an original thing than if you were to stick with one and you've replaced like 20 of its parts i think that's yeah. to say it, right like, yeah 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 like that cars, yeah it's right <laughs> yeah it's more different than like the rid yeah than having replaced because you have some form of the original thing intact mm -hmm. where it's like and then like with humans right it's like okay we take alex and it's like we put on a new arm <laughs> on him a new ear versus hey so i went off and cloned yeah versus hey i went and cloned alex yeah mm -hmm. i don't know big question I, I like i'm gonna add i'm gonna add this episode type to our list yeah broad, broad questions talk talking talking broad philosophical questions with no basis or no prior training in philosophy <laughs> or logic well we could bring on one of our philosophy friends and then it turned real serious real quick yeah bring, shout out out the water Hey Mo, listen to us talk nonsense about this big philosophical question, then chime in. Yeah, hear me, hear me babble about a philosophical topic that I sort of knew, and then I saw on WandaVision, and now I suddenly yeah. think I'm the expert in. Yeah. Now, 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 listen to that with all of your years of knowledge and training in this. <laughs> yeah, just the that would be cool. experience. Yeah. One thing that you did mention that I, I do like also we'll have to throw this one on the sheet is um, when you mentioned the onboarding process mm -hmm. of your cells like oh here's a one pager on <laughs> Alex I kind of want to do that exercise with um, between us or with someone that we bring on where it's like hey if you met someone and had to give them like a rundown of who oh, you are fun. and your existence like <laughs> hit me with like 10 bullet points 
or things like yeah, that. Yeah, like super broad. It, it doesn't even have to be like favorite food or any of that. Like yeah, like short the answer. things you think are key to know for someone yeah. to like operator. Like oh, gets very upset and angry when not when hasn't eaten for like over six hours. I don't know, <laughs> dumb stuff like that. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. I think I feel like that's more telling because we have all these natural heuristics where you give a situation how they might react, and from that one bullet point, you can just derive so many other thoughts and you know potential conclusions. Yeah, which is like, obviously is inaccurate, but it's also kind of fun. Yeah, it's like okay, here are these ten things, and like you can extract everything else about me based off of these things. Willing mm-hmm. to shit myself if it means I get to eat spicy food. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to do that. That'd be a fun one. I just, or that could even be like a fun icebreaker for guests. Like, all right, welcome. You got five bullet points to describe who you are in your entirety. Uh-huh. And then it's like, see what people hit you with. Cause then it That's really fun. like goes to show what people pick. And we say it's like completely like open. Like you literally don't have to tell us your name, how old you are, what you work at. Like give us X mm-hmm. number of details about yourself. Give us the person essence. Yeah, give us the person essence. Um, that'd be good. So we'll have to throw that one on the list. Damn. Damn. Well, there you have it, folks. Podcast episode number one on this new podcast, which we don't know what the title is. It might still be shooting the shit. They're also likely going to be a new album art cover piece for it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at least I think the people now have some idea of where we're trying to go. And hopefully you guys are on board and will join us and also anyone who's listening to this whatever five people you are if you want to come hang with us and be on the podcast just message us because there's a good chance there's not even a good chance a hundred percent chance that you know who alex and i are (laughs) so just text us so you can come and hang out on here you know Mm -hmm. throw this throw this on the resume love all of you yeah you were on a podcast Wonderful. Well, we have our work cut out for us, but it's an exciting start of the new journey, continuation of an old journey. Who knows? Yeah. We're this here. We're having the fun. same thing if we replace 50 of its parts and its rudder. Um, yeah. That makes you think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We're still here. We're excited to hang out with you guys again. Um, thank you for, for continuing with us. Peace. Bye. Stay bumpy, friends.